0: We're excited to be bringing you this podcast produced by our company, ADV Marketing. ADV Marketing develops high quality and cost-effective marketing materials for a wide range of businesses. Our relationship-driven business model and customized marketing solutions makes us the perfect partner for small businesses looking to grow. I'm Sarah, Creative Director at ADV Marketing. Join me here with the rest of my team on Marketing Matters every other Monday to discuss business-to-business marketing topics. Now let's get into the episode. Hello everyone, welcome back to Marketing Matters, a podcast where we discuss all things marketing related and how it relates to your business. And we are so excited to be coming back to you for a second episode of season five. I'm Sarah Roberts, creative director at ADV Marketing. And I'm Morgan Hutcherson, an account manager at ADV Marketing. And we are going to talk about a pretty fun topic today. We're gonna talk about the marketing funnel And the marketing funnel is really central to a lot of understanding what content you should put out and when. And it's also really important if you're getting into like the marketing automation parts and like understanding the consumer journey. So we're going to go back to the marketing funnel and define the typical consumer journey slash consumer funnel. And then we're going to also talk about the account-based marketing and inbound funnel, which is the funnel we use. Mm -hmm. And it's a little bit different because it's specifically catered to B2B. And it's also the most cost-effective way for B2B businesses to market to their people. It's a, a lot about content creation and making sure you're speaking the right language to the right people. And then we're gonna talk about how to use these. So what it actually looks like in practice and how you actually implement this key concept at the very end. Mm -hmm. So Morgan, Mm -hmm. let's talk about the typical consumer journey. What are the stages of the typical consumer journey? So
1: they go from awareness to consideration to intent, evaluation, and then when they actually purchase the item. Mm -hmm. Um, So the way to think about this funnel is just in general, like just picture a normal funnel mm-hmm. and you're going to capture a whole bunch of leads mm-hmm. and then lay through those sturdy and weed out the ones that aren't fully relevant and then close a small amount of the leads. So you're starting up you're really focusing on that awareness and getting it out there. And then you're not really guiding them along the journey because you're just trying to see who's actually serious about it.
0: Yeah. And there's a conversion rate between each Mm -hmm. stage. So when you're talking about this typical funnel, you're usually looking at how many people get dropped out of each stage and why that might be. And you're kind of refining your audience as you go. Yeah. So more people might be aware about you, but the one's actually serious about you, whereas a smaller pool, and then you're talking to like more specific people in each thing and then there's certain events that happen that can convert them. Like if you're looking for a car, you might always be aware of car brands, Yeah. but your intent to purchase depends on like if you get a bonus or if you have the sudden influx of cash or if your car breaks down. Mm -hmm. So those events can trigger the conversions as well. So that is the typical one. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, I should say that there are lots of different versions of this, companies basically brand their own versions of this basic funnel, and sometimes they even add like a repurchasing or an advocacy Mm -hmm. stage right after purchasing, which is basically becoming like an ambassador for your brand and then promoting awareness. So it kind of becomes like a circle instead of a funnel. So there's lots of different versions of this and you can find a lot. And there's also different versions based off the channel. So like Google will have a certain consumer funnel because they're specifically talking about SEO and digital marketing. Mm -hmm. So that's a little bit different too, but they all follow the same basic path yes what is nice about this funnel morgan
1: i think just in general with b2c you're gonna get a lot of exposure and a lot of awareness and that's Mm -hmm. what a lot of companies focus on is they're just like i want to have my company out there and like everyone to know about it Mm -hmm. and so if that's kind of your goal and you think that's what's right for you this is a great funnel yes what does this funnel miss what is it missing I think what I often see with it, it's just not targeted enough. Yes. It's so broad. Yeah. And you're you're not really targeting your specific target audience that
0: would probably go through all those stages and not drop off. Mm -hmm. You're just like, let's get everyone. Yeah. There's a lot of waste coverage in it. And when I say waste coverage, that's like how many people are you reaching that will never buy from you, which technically is wasted resources. Yeah. So billboards are my go-to example of this because everyone driving down a highway cannot possibly be your target market unless you're just that targeted or Mm -hmm. that like common. Yeah. Which like if you're that common is billboards. Billboards yeah. Do you really even need a market that much? <laughs> I do about that, but um, but everyone who drives by that will never even remember mm. that they saw your billboard. That's waste coverage. Well, I was gonna say, I feel like
1: a really good billboard example I can think about where like kind of everyone is the target audience. Yeah. is Think of Bucky's. Like if oh, you're yeah. in Texas, um, Bucky's is a gas station that's not really a gas station. It's like a experience. Yeah. That's what every Texan <laughs> says. It. Is um and they have a lot of billboards and they're Mm. really widely known. Like I don't know a single Texan that doesn't know what Bucky's is. Yeah, and so it's great for them because they're they have a huge target audience on the road. Yeah, on the (laughs) road, and they're gonna go. Oh, there's a Bucky's in 30 miles. Why would I stop at this other gas station when I can go to this one
0: and have this full experience and get snacks and clothes and everything? That is so fun because they also do them in stages, right? Like they do them in miles, so it's literally down the funnel. Like, you're aware of it, and then the closer you get, you, like, go through the whole, like, yeah. now I intend to go there, and it's, like, now you're considering it, and it's telling you exactly where to go, and yeah. then, like, you're actually there, and it tells you turn right here. That is so funny. Yeah, that just I popped know. in my brain. I was like, actually, this billboard does work. <laughs> I, yeah, the Bucky's billboards are the illustration of a yeah. typical consumer journey. Um, probably one of the better ones with less waste coverage. Yeah. Um, so, yes, absolutely. Um. After that... Let's talk about the account-based marketing and the inbound funnel, mm-hmm. which is the one we use for our B2B marketing clients. Yeah. So what does that funnel look like? So this is like the reverse. So mm-hmm. instead of capturing a whole bunch
1: of leads, you're capturing very specific leads that you know have the best chances of purchasing your product, wanting yeah. your services, all that. Mm-hmm. And you're guiding them th- through that stage. So you're educating them, you're influencing their consideration, and then you're engaging and contacting to lead to the sale.
0: Yes, absolutely. It looks like the inverse. <laughs> if you illustrate it, it looks like the inverse. And part of the reason why it starts out small and ends big is first of all, you're reaching a smaller audience. Mm-hmm. Like you just won't be mass marketing. You're going to be talking with very specific people in a very specific world. But then those like in B2B, those clients are massive money makers mm-hmm. because they are returning clients. So that funnels upside down because when they start out, they're in up here in this very targeted group, but then as they engage with you and as they purchase from you, they're generating a lot of your revenue. Yeah. So they're very important. Yeah, think about 20% of your clients does 80% of your business. This is true. Yeah. That's the Pareto rule. Mm-hmm. I love so that fun. rule. <laughs> it's It's a nice rule. And it's funny because you notice it everywhere mm-hmm. after you learn about it. But anyway, fun statistics. <laughs> um, let's talk about what's nice about this funnel. Not that we haven't already. But yeah. like in summary, what's nice about this? I mean,
1: you're going to close
0: majority of the leads, if not all. Mm-hmm. Because you're
1: so targeted. Mm-hmm. So I think that's like the best thing about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really great if you're a niche company or service provider, because you're not going to be talking to the mass. You're, you're not going to have that bookies billboard yeah. saying like, oh, you need pipeline services right this way. <laughs> yeah. Like that's not going to work for you. But when you're on LinkedIn and you're showing, hey, like we know about the industry, mm-hmm. we know about your problems. Mm-hmm. And then you post a couple case studies mm-hmm. and then you start engaging with them at events. It, I think works so much better for companies than... The other funnel. Yes.
0: What does it miss? What is this funnel not great for? I don't know. I feel like I have a bias that I think is <laughs> I <know. laughs> For our clients, it really is the yep. better fit. If it misses anything, it's if you're trying to expand to other industries or audiences, yes. then it looks a little bit different. You kind of have to build out a separate funnel. Yeah. And so. I feel like
1: that's when you would go back and do your social listening and your consumer research and figure out what that new market would look like yeah and you would just build it up build your strategy up towards that and do them both simultaneously
0: absolutely Okay. Now that we laid the groundwork for typical versus account-based marketing funnels, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about how to use the funnels. And we're going to focus, I think we're going to focus specifically on the account-based marketing. We'll Mm -hmm. pull in a little bit of the typical if that's relevant for you, but just because our experience is in B2B, we're going to do account-based marketing for this one. But yeah. So stick around. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everyone. I hope you enjoyed our cute little break because it's the funnest music in the world—the funnest elevator music <laughs> I know, that's what of it, all it, time. an <laughs> Elevator every time. Yep. So now that we're back, we're going to talk about how to use the funnel information that we talked about before the break. So first, we're going to talk about how this relates to planning content mm-hmm. because it is helpful yeah. when you understand the consumer journey and each like headspace that the client is in based off the different phase of the funnel. Mm-hmm. So we know that there's different types of content that resonate Mm -hmm. for each stage. And in the account based marketing funnel, that's the education, influencing consideration, and engaging in contact Mm -hmm. phases. What what does that look like, Morgan? Like how is the education content different than the influencing consideration content? Yeah. So
1: when you think of educate, I think some people might
0: think it's just like oh, we're only going to
1: educate about our company. Oh, yeah. Uh, So that's one misconception I really (laughs) want to clear up really quickly. Some of it can be company-based content. And we do talk about whenever we, especially when we start doing social media for our clients, we'll do like, this is just about the company to start building up that social media presence. Mm -hmm. But really, Educate's going to be talking about the industry stuff, Mm -hmm. um, whether it's, about a current event if it's about just a general thing that relates to your services but just educating the client and then making sure that they know that they're the hero in the content that's another key thing Mm -hmm. um whereas like influence consideration that's where you're going to bring more of your company stuff in Mm -hmm. so talking about case studies Mm -hmm. articles Mm -hmm. um newsletters videos videos really putting in more of that brand more of that company centric stuff but Mm -hmm. not centric that's no Company stuff, but client-centric. Client-centric
0: everything. (laughs) Yes. And it's building yourself up as the subject matter expert who can come in Mm -hmm. and be a resource. Yes. That's a big part of that one. Okay. So that's how it looks. And that's the same for education, influencing, consideration, and engaging contact. What is an example of engaging contact?
1: A really good one is if you go to trade shows, which Mm -hmm. a lot of our clients do and you're actually talking to them. So maybe on LinkedIn, you'll say, hey, we're gonna be at this event. Please stop by our booth and like say your booth location.
0: um, And you're inviting them to connect with you. Yep, for sure. Okay, there's another part to that though, Morgan, is post funnel. So let's talk about that. Yeah,
1: so how, so let's say they've already paid for the service, bought the product. Mm -hmm. How are they
0: gonna re-enter that funnel and what does that look like? So this goes back to how I was saying like some funnels have like a cycle because especially for B2B where your client base is like they're coming back to you as the resource. They're coming back to you again and again as the problem solver for their specific problem and leveraging your expertise. When they're doing that, they're re-engaging you. And they look different in like the influencing and in, in, uh, influencing consideration and education stage than like a brand new person. Mm-hmm. Your prospects look a lot different than your returning clients. Every B2B business knows that. When you're doing that, you have to consider that some people in the influencing consideration, I would say influence consideration because you've kind of already educated them about like yeah. at least that you're there. They're aware of you yeah. and they have a firm understanding of how you can provide mm-hmm. value. Influence consideration is like, how do we reintroduce ourselves into the problems you're having now, now that we establish credibility with you and a reputation with you as solving your problems already, Mm -hmm. and we can come back and help you again. So you can't just only message and market to new people. You have to also consider the fact that your returning clients are a huge part of your business. Mm -hmm. So how are you re-engaging them with that? And that just looks a little bit different. Um, They can also play a different role in the advocacy part. So Mm -hmm. in service companies, especially reviews are huge because services are intangible. You can't really judge a service just based on looking at it because you can't look at anything. So with that, a lot of people depend on testimonials. Mm -hmm. And testimonials are huge for telling your story and building credibility. Mm -hmm. So if you re-engage them in that way and ask for a testimonial, that is helping with your new customer marketing. So it's a lot. It's it's a lot to consider mm-hmm. and it's complicated, but at least the funnel gives you a structure for having the conversation, a structure and a language yeah. for understanding it.
1: So yeah. yeah. And if you want to know more about the funnel and how account-based marketing and content marketing work together with that, we have an article on our website actually we that do? we'll
0: link. Yeah. And I'm sure we did another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we need to build our little like podcast library. Start categorizing it. Yes. That'd be nice. But anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we talked about the funnel. Um, I really liked this conversation because it's so central and foundational to marketing in general and creating really strategic messaging. So this was a really great conversation. I hope everyone learned something from it and had a good takeaway. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast, rate our podcast. We would love that too. And we'll see you again soon. Thanks guys. Bye guys.